0: We're back, people. We're back. We took a week off. We took a week off, a needed week, and now we're back. And and as only it would happen after a week off, my Zoom recorder is not working. So we are doing this. If it sounds shittier than usual, that's because it is. And I have one headphone in. I hate it. I can't hear myself. It just sucks. I hate doing the show like this. But we're going to uh, because the demand is there. The people need it. And frankly... I think Dan and I also need it. Right, Dan?
1: I've missed you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Dan, I've missed you too. Well, welcome to a brand new episode of Midnight Snack. I'm Michelle Collins. I'm here with my friend Dan Acton. Uh, We are welcoming one of my favorite guests to the show. A little bit later, we'll have Bianca Del Rio here. Um, of course, on, uh, of course, like on a day where I want to be as quick <laughs> lightning fast, you know what I mean? As I can possibly be, the right. shit is not working and it it's yeah. so frustrating. <laughs> ah, ah, I'm just going to moan, have my neighbors say, what is your with so many OnlyFans? And me going, oh, I will record. oh, and my boots are out today. I have, uh, I'm really giving you mommy milky today. There's a this big is- mommy milky vibe happening. <laughs>
1: I have my two pails out, (laughs) just ready
0: (laughs) for everything. Just constantly, my nipples are four inches long and they're ready to be milked. And by nipples, I mean my mind. The nipple Uh that is my cerebral cortex. Just get all that milk out of there, you know? Um, Dan and I took the week off, uh, which was a needed break, I think. Um, I also took the week off of Sirius. Dan, did you have a nice break?
1: Yeah, it was great. I was recovering from my second shot. So it was actually really good. I thought you
0: were going to say alcoholism.
1: No, I haven't recovered from that yet. (laughs) Still working on it.
0: Same. Although I'm perhaps actually, it's so funny. I was just going to be like, I've really had a lot less to drink this week. And then yesterday, I absolutely drank like 50 (laughs) martinis during the day. If anybody walked by the Starbucks Reserve Roastery on um, 15th and 9th and saw me and my friend Jason dancing, at Starbucks that was me <laughs>
1: wait that's the most fancy one though is it nice did you go in
0: oh my god it is so okay so for people who don't know it's basically a nightclub it's like yes. one oak except it's a Starbucks it's right beautiful <laughs> it's humongous so obviously we went into order but we stood outside they have tables outside that you can stand at and they also combined now maybe it's always been like this with the Princhy which if you know Princhy it's um I believe it's a European chain that does flatbreads and sandwiches and stuff. But like the most delicious pastries, Uh, this is going to make me sound like a snob, but what else is new? They have a beautiful one in (laughs) Milan by the Duomo where you walk in and it's like a mile of pastries, you know, in a big glass thing. It's so beautiful. So we got a flatbread and we got an espresso martini. They have a bar, by the way. Wow. Oh, I know that. Oh, we were like fucked up. Like people, people were walking by and they were going, they're having fun.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: <laughs> that's when you know. I know.
1: All the camera phones are up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they played music. It just felt it was my first Sunday brunch back in New York after being away for like two months being in right. Florida. So it felt nice to have like a. it just felt good to be back, you know? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. But the two of us are now fully vaccinated, which is a story.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, as of Tuesday, I will be two weeks fully vaccinated. So I'm like Ooh. legit done.
0: And next Sunday, <laughs> next Sunday, I can really be a big slut. If you know anyone, <laughs> <laughs> next Sunday, it's like the timer, the oven timer is like ding, and my bra just comes off. I cannot wait. I am so excited. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very grateful. I will say I went to a CVS in South Miami. They could not have been more organized, more lovely. And you know that I'm actually, I'm actually very annoying. This is probably a shock to many of you super fans, but. Wait,
1: wait. (laughs) Record scratched.
0: Right? (laughs) Baby crying. That's so funny. I'm baby. I don't even have a baby. That's so weird. Anyway. No, like I can't go anywhere without performing basically, but not, not like performing like that, but just like being charming. Like I have to be charming. I can't. Uh Pima, everyone listening is like, that's not charming. It's annoying.
1: So when does it start today? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but you know, like, my disease,
0: and I'm sure that someone, I'm sure a professional is going to be like, yeah, we call it borderline personality
1: (laughs) disorder. But, like,
0: I love, like, I actually thought to myself when I went in for the first shot, I was like, oh, because, you know, I – It's a long story. Like I am a part Florida resident. It's a long thing. And so blah, blah, blah. But I have a New York driver's license, which they actually could not have cared less. About. I qualified for it. They couldn't have cared less. Like it was fine. True. But I remember thinking, just play it cool. Cause I didn't want them to see my New York license and then kick me out. But I forgot that Miami is in particular, one of the most corrupt cities in the country. So like <laughs> I could have come in with a fake, like <laughs> Star Trek ID from <laughs> Times Square. And they would have been like, Klingon. <laughs> yeah. Get in there.
1: That's Go like, get him, like, kid. That and a $5 bill. It's just like, Sure. <laughs>
0: It's like a Mag- um, Maggie Simpson. And like, I'm like the baby with the eyebrows ID. I'm like, that's the one they had left. So no. And I remember thinking like, I'm going to go in and be super low key. Cause like, I didn't want to like make any waves, you know, or just, I didn't, I'm don't i already <laughs> right. six foot one. You right. already know what's coming. I'm six one. Like, you know, anywhere I go is already like, I'm, I can never shirk. Like I can never skulk. Yeah. You know, there's certain words. I just physically, I'm not, physically able to skulk out anywhere i'm always
1: <laughs> right get it. You need to proudly march around and yeah you know, <laughs> strut
0: i'm like a i'm the physical embodiment <laughs> of john philip souza i'm constantly <laughs> marching everywhere there's constant horns playing behind me it's just
1: 76 one. trombones <laughs> at least <laughs>
0: minimum 76 I should be so lucky to only have what did she die like where did my other two trombonists
1: go that was always time. asking
0: that anyway so I went in and of course within seconds I was best friends with everyone you know I was like yeah. the girl who took my ID she was like you were in New York my boyfriend and I are going I was like you gotta go here like giving full zaggots, like tips of what <laughs> restaurants to go to then I this was the first shot then I went um I had a lovely nurse Kim she was so nice she was like two feet tall it was so funny watching her because she came out of the little booth you know and it literally was All token it was like <laughs> there has to be a vaccine on there <laughs> think of one dan uh
1: will work on
0: it <laughs> uh, i forgot it so no so she became my best friend i was just like genuinely oh i was genuinely having the best time and no. uh but then when i went back for the second shot it was so relaxed super chill it was just wonderful so thank you to the south miami CVS. Did you have, you are Pfizer or Moderna?
1: Pfizer. And it was very smooth with ours. Like the, the army is running it. Um, it was, Ooh, I was very really? lucky that it's like, yeah. Or the, um, yeah, similar to the army. Yeah. Um and The National Guard. <laughs> Do you I even forgot. know anything? No, I don't know. I don't know anything. They,
0: they, they were, we're in literally, ca- they we're we in the cam- two dumbest people. We are the, <laughs> they we're the, no, I think it's the National Guard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The They're in camouflage. So yeah, hard to spot, but. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but very smooth. It was really easy. Uh, and the good. place was like, I was lucky. There's a place, a half hour uh, walk from my house. It's great.
0: Oh, you really are lucky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this was, it was great. I will say I had a wonderful time in Miami. Um, it was very relaxing. I got a, I call it a Neapolitan tan. It should be called a Neapolitan. I just came up with that. Got I'm good. <laughs> God, I'm good. Oh, sometimes I need to light up a smoke after, after a punt like that, where my legs were like mid-brown, my stomach was copper tone pale. And then from the breasts up, I was so tan. I mean, I sent you that bikini yeah. photo of mine, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. It looks like it's truly mon- monster-like, <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, so I'm back and it's freezing here. And I'm just like, why did I leave? Is really what it comes down to.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, how do you feel being back? Well, you had fun yesterday, but uh, it, it was warm, and now it's cold, so it's tough.
0: Yeah, I just feel like when the height of my week is dancing outside of a Starbucks, I start to think <laughs> maybe I should reconsider my location and where I live. It's, it's to be back, I mean, I have, you know I love my friends here. I had a good time. Um, Dan actually inspired me this week because you know Dan and I talk almost every day, text yeah. or talk.
1: Sure,
0: um, he's my number one source for the funniest tweets and memes and everything else. Oh, yeah, thanks. It's really true. And Dan, you uh, recommended a show to me. I want you to tell people about it because it actually has inspired me. Tell everyone.
1: Oh, yeah. It's uh, on HBO Stylish with Jenna Lyons, right? And it is a reality TV show. I guess it came out in December, but I just got notified this past week. But it's like a reality TV show. It's sort of like the Devil Wears Prada where she's looking for an assistant. And uh, it's New York uh, wannabe stylish people. And they they get to like decorate rooms and put outfits together. I think it's like
0: eight people. What confused me about the show is it's not set up like your normal reality show. There's sort of no rules at all, which at first kind (laughs) of threw me for a loop because it was like at the first round, she like takes two people out of four. And then the other two are like crying and she goes, no, 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 you'll come back next week. And then they do. And you're like, wait, is there any sort of... (laughs) what are we doing here? Like, it's, are there, right. are there rules or it's just like whatever she wants? Yeah. But um, she's very charming on it. I love her assistant. I watched the whole uh, season. It's about eight episodes. Yeah. And it's funny because I think that after spending, you know, a year, basically when I was in Miami, I ordered so much athletic wear. Like, I think I finally really leaned into like workout pants
1: right. and
0: I, I ordered them from sweaty Betty, which is this English uh, athletic company that I love their stuff. I get nothing if you order from them, but I really like their um, leggings. So like I came back with so much shit and, you know, and I walked back into my apartment and I thought, God, I have so much stuff. Like I just have so many dresses. I have dresses mm. with tags on it that I've never worn. I have like formal wear. I have all this shit. I have skirts that I think one day I'll, I'll feel confident enough to wear this like crazy tool floor length ball skirt that I have in particular, <laughs> right. I'm thinking of it. And, and I never do. Like I always wear the same shit every day and her style is very, I would call it um, more female androgynous. Like she, she wears like menswear sometimes she's my height. I think she's fairly tall, yeah. uh, but then pairs it with very girly accessories and things like that. How would you explain it?
1: Yeah. I mean, she dresses like uh fashionable people in Williamsburg. Like, uh, things that I don't understand. She looks like a rich person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh. That's right. Past, like, kind of faded rose, uh one-piece bodysuit or something with like a shawl. I don't even I don't know, know what like, you're
0: saying. That's how little That's how little how, Dan understands that yeah, women's fashion. He know. went faded rose, one-piece bodysuit shawl. I have not seen her in any, know, whatever know. those things are. I don't know. <laughs> she
1: wears like, Can we go know, back like to the jumpsuits army?
0: here and there. Can we go back talking. to the National Guard camouflage? <laughs> I'm going to drag you there and put you under a 5150 hold. after what I just heard. But it's funny because yesterday when I went out with my friend Jason, um, I had this shirt that I bought like a year ago in Massachusetts, uh, a men's Tommy Hilfiger white tuxedo shirt that I wasn't even looking in the men's department. When I was standing online at Marshall's, the men's thing was like right there. And I yeah. see this like oversized, crisp, white, beautiful, like $300 Tommy Hilfiger tuxedo shirt, like yeah. really a professional tuxedo shirt for seven bucks. What? With the cuffs and the whole thing.
1: Oh, so I bought it
0: because I thought, yeah. I thought, oh, this will be a nice thing just to have like a white men's shirt. I mean, it's so chic. You can wear it with leather leggings, like anything. Yeah. And I never worked up the confidence to wear it. I think also because I'm six foot one, two things are really happening here. One is that when I was in, you know, let's say a teenager, um, I had to revert to the men's section a lot of the time because they didn't make tall stuff for girls, you know? Okay. So I think I have, like, residual, like, bullying energy when it comes to, like, men's department stuff.
1: Right, right, right.
0: You get that. Uh, Yeah. But then Dan, you understand.
1: (laughs) No, I've been wearing a woman's uh, Land's End jacket for 10 years. That's my winter coat.
0: Remember when I wanted to give you that barn jacket? Did I ever tell that story in the podcast? (laughs) I I don't remember, actually. Trace, did I ever talk about the red barn jacket that I got for Dan? I think I did. Yeah, maybe. Chris is going to text me. Nope, I never did. Well, I'm going to talk about it now. Let me say the last thing I will about the barn chocolate story is hilarious. But let me say one last thing, which is that um, the other thing is like I just as a big boned woman, I don't I look like a man in men stuff sometimes. You know what I mean? Other than my like massive milky mommy titties, you know, it's hard. <laughs> for you those. get it, though. If I don't, except for my massive MMTs, like. You know, and I have a very womanly shape, but it's just, if I put something oversized on it, I think it reads very masculine on me. And Jenna Lyons convinced me yesterday as I was getting ready. I thought, you know what? Because she always wears, like, tuxedo shirts. I was like, I'm going to wear this shirt today. I'm going to sell this house today, American Beauty. (laughs) And (laughs) And I wore it. But the twist is that I wore it with a bra and, like, no shirt. Like, a real Sue Ellen Mishke moment. My tits are out all day yesterday. I was like, that's maybe why I felt so good. I was just like, by the way, post pandemic, I do not give a fuck anymore. I'm like, yeah. my body is out there. Yeah. Here it is. I have like four good years left. If I'm lucky, <laughs> like I got to get it out there. And so that's my new thing. I'm just letting it. I'm going to wear wacky stuff. I'm going to try to push my own levels of style. And that's this awesome. show uh, really influenced me. So Dan, thank you.
1: I love that. Like, and you looked great. Actually, you sent me the the photo. Like, a lot of comedians like have like a signature thing. So, are you going to?
0: He's motioning at glasses. Are you asking me if I'm going to have signature big cat eye glasses?
1: Or a bolo tie, or something? Come on.
0: A bolo tie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I <I'd> mean like. <laughs> I'm starting a new know. podcast. It's called Bolo YOLO. It's because you <laughs> only live once. Get that bolo tie out. <laughs> It's just about like putting your best bolo tie foot forward. No, I don't have any bolo. T- no, no, no. Right. I actually, you know, I have like glasses cause I'm blind, but yeah. no, I'm not going to have a signature look. I don't think, <laughs> although I pretty much wear the same shit every day. Um, wait, I went, so there's this outlet. I'll call it an outlet. It's actually like a Marshall's offshoot called Sierra, like the soda. Oh
1: yeah.
0: In New Jersey. And they do a funny enough athletic wear. I was there maybe, God, it had to be like seven or eight months ago when I got this thing. And I was looking in the ladies department. I oh, know. Was it? La- I think it was ladies. And they had, um, it was Land's End, right? I think so. It was like, uh, no, it was It was a Woolrich. Like
1: yeah.
0: It oh. was a Woolrich barn red jacket with like a brown corduroy collar. It was $15. And I thought, I got to get it for Dan. <laughs> it's a 100% a woman's jacket, by the way. And I got it. And uh, I texted it to you. And you said, uh, absolutely not. I'm just not going to wear that. I mean, you immediately, I was like, Dan, please, I want to give it to you. Because well, it felt very Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, I like the, I like the barn jacket. Um, I don't like the red because in my mind, like I'm very short. So I look like the don't look now, like little girl that they follow. If you ever saw that horror movie? They follow around yeah. the little girl in the red jacket and then she turns around and it's like a scary moment. So, Are you uh,
0: confusing it with uh, Schindler's List by any chance? Um, Cause I, a- I did not
1: want to look like a Schindler's List. <laughs> No, actually, never mind. Know okay, what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, exactly. you can't say that. No, i Actually, I'm not I can't even believe to. you just said that.
0: Uh, I can't believe you just I said retract, that. I can say it.
1: I retract that. <laughs> anyway, hey, Trace, red. Do not result. edit that out. Yeah, go <laughs> <Damn it>. on. <laughs> anyway, red. <laughs> red is not for me. I don't. I don't think.
0: Well then remember what was it like two months later, Dan never got the jacket. And then I saw like a really sad homeless guy who like really had some problems on Broadway
1: Yeah.
0: and I was shaking. Like nobody was helping him. He, I don't want to like describe what was going on there, but I think he had just gone out of the hospital. It was just like,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: it was genuinely. And I'm like an unfazed New Yorker at this point. It was one of the saddest sights I had ever seen in my life. And I came back to my apartment and I got together a bag of like food. Cause I had all this pandemic shit which you know, we're so wasteful. Although I will say that the toilet paper that I hoarded, now thanks to the ever given in the Suez Canal, and the toilet paper shortages.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm I'm wiping for at least another 52 weeks. I have <laughs> so much toilet paper here, you don't even know. But um, I got a little back together and then I texted you to be like, Can I give your barn jacket to this homeless man? And you literally went, I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I like, oh my god! Do you remember this? I think the call was he on the phone with you when I gave it to him. I like, yes I was like shaking because he really, this guy really needed help. Like I didn't know what to do. Yeah, and I was like, I hope he's still down, like near my house when I come back, you know. And then he was, mm-hmm. but he really looked like also this is COVID. I was afraid, so I like threw the bag in the median of. I didn't toss it at him. I just like put it in the medium and I was like, that's for you. And then he, oh my god. You know, no good deed. You know, it's just, you
1: can't That's great. That was nice.
0: Wait, also, doesn't it look like I got implants? Wouldn't that be funny? People like, Michelle's tits are
1: humongous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'm drinking milk. Uh, I think that's basically everything. I I feel like, yeah, that's a good show. What else? Is there anything else going on, Dan, in your personal life? Any updates?
1: Uh, Not really that I, uh, nothing that I can really, uh, that's come to fruition that I can talk about. Mm. But uh,
0: yeah. I hate when things don't come to fruition. <laughs> they're that's growing, like
1: They're on the vine. Oh, and you're growing dill. I'm, I am growing dill. I'm growing uh, all kinds of herbs. Wow. That's very, yeah, that's very cute.
0: <laughs> well, I had an unknown smell of garbage in my apartment yesterday, and I couldn't oh. find the source. So that's where I'm at <laughs> um, pretty much in my life. If anyone knows anyone who's looking for a New York City sublet, do DM me. <laughs> And, um that's it I think I think we're good I'm so excited for uh our guest Bianca del Rio who is I was the first guest on Bianca's uh podcast which genuinely I don't know if there's anybody funnier than Bianca bianca yeah, is yeah. just one of the best so I think we should actually say goodbye Dan so I can welcome cool. her to the show Great. um but you know I love you.
1: I love you all right talk to you later you can
0: by Dan, you can follow Dan at Dan underscore Acton. Also, um, he's still making mask motels. So go to, yeah. uh, Matt, right. Go That's to right. mask um, com. Yeah.
1: They're and five uh, star well, reviews. Uh, I gave somebody this one this weekend, his face lit up. So
0: really? Yeah. Oh, you know, that reminds me, you guys can leave us a five star review. If you've already taken the time to leave one for the mask motel, I just don't <laughs> see right. why you wouldn't go to Apple podcasts and leave us one as a favor. Okay. Um, Dan, I love you so much. We'll talk later. All
1: right. Talk to you later. Bye.
0: Bye. You know, we just had tech problem after tech problem. And for, of all days, when one of the most judgmental, funny people I know, (laughs) you really...
3: (laughs) Wait, judgmental, first of all, let's just break it down. You said you had a couple of issues with your tech. And I said, wow, you look gorgeous. So I gave you a compliment. And then, knowing you, I said... Is it a filter or do you really look like that? And then you remove the filter and you look exactly the same. So that's not judgmental. I'm giving you props, Mama. Well, first
0: of all, Papa, you look fab. Mama, Papa, (laughs) Papa, can you hear me? I'm here with, I believe, one of the funniest people, period, to ever appear on RuPaul's Drag Race. Not even a contest. Uh, And that's no shade to anyone, just consistently the absolute funniest, the most brilliant, uh, touring the country always, uh, and now has her very own podcast, the Bianca Del Rio podcast, which not to brag, I was very flattered to be the first guest, by the way, Bianca Del Rio...
3: Hi, my love. Hi, hi. No, of course you were my first guest because you know how it is with podcasting. You film a couple, you record a couple of them, and then we're like, what's the one that's going to hit with the bang? And it's always such an easy chat with you. It's like, you get it. You're funny. You're smart. You're quick. You know it. And it's literally like, no pain, no pressure. Like, literally 10 minutes ago, I asked Jamie, what are we talking about? He goes, what do y'all ever talk about? And I go, Thank you. No, you know, it's a good thing.
0: <laughs> Wait, people are like, wow, how did you they always ask me like your comedy style? Like, how did you figure it out? I'm like, pardon, comedy style. I'm the <laughs> laziest bitch. I am so lazy that I've actually somehow used that laziness as my style, which is completely unprepared. I never yeah. I mean, even when I do stand up, I'll have some stuff prepared, but it's just like a big barf. Like it's not, you know. I'm not lip syncing, I just am fucking around.
3: No, but it's good because you do it well and it's the fluidity of it and I think that's important with comedy. I find when, when I see people that are, you know, meticulous and have everything written out and they go from joke to joke to joke, there's very, very few of them that I've ever seen successfully land every time. Uh, I think that if it works, you keep it. If it doesn't work, you will never use that joke again. That's right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you have that, you have that. So um, you just fish and you just go, what's in this pond? What's in that pond? And I think that's the best way to do it. That's the way I work. So I'm that mad. At For
0: it. me, it's, I'm telling you, like when I watched the Joan Rivers doc and she had those, you know, uh, Dewey Decimal systems oh, of yeah. her jokes. <laughs> and Joan was obviously brilliant with or without a card. Like she knew everything she was doing. But um, I'm like, I, I'm too lazy for that. I could not remember yeah. any of that.
3: No, no. And I think I think there's a, also a difference when you know people that are writers. Like I know some people that are really brilliant comedy writers yeah. that can take a situation or watch the news and they can come up with 10 jokes about that and they will write them all down, but then they can't deliver it. So it's very few people, Joan is one of those that could do both. But even Joan, you know, had writers for many years oh. too as well when she was doing like fashion police and stuff. And you get it because, you know, you are trying to cover so many bases. But there are a few that I find that can successfully do... Do both so you know it's funny you say that you that's it.
0: the one thing that always pisses me off when people like love like some personality i go you know they have writers like it's not all of course coming from the back of their head except for us hello <laughs> yeah except for lol because well, we're too cheap we're too cheap I, to pay I'm for I'm anybody so fucking cheap and also people hate working for me let's be honest i mean i'm <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the you're the double whammy yeah it's good but yeah. it is
3: interesting Like even when you go to Let's say a Cher concert Or you go to see Bette Midler And you know Lovely women The We best. cannot argue That they are Ultimate divas of the land But Bruce Valanche Will write their opening segment So when Cher comes out Like oh my god you guys I look like a You know Transvestite pinata Or whatever That's Bruce Valanche Which is smart On Cher's part And Bette Midler's part To think I need somebody To come in and write A joke And, and I remember her uh, What was that One of the One of the many Farewell tours That she came down From the little thing And she's like Oh my god you guys And I'm like Oh that's so funny And then when I found out Bruce Valanche wrote it Because you know He'll tell you everything He writes (laughs) when you sit down With him I love That was one of the things And he also writes um, You know all that funny stuff For Bette Midler When she did that tour I look good And she's you know Prancing back and forth On the stage in Vegas And yeah so It's smart to have it But he's writing it In their voice You know which makes sense
0: Do you think it's um, I have a bit of a problem And this is pure jealousy I I really think like Why do I have a problem With this because I'm jealous uh, Is it with Cher? You have a problem with God, Cher? God, no. I love Cher. Oh, okay. I, I, Honestly, even, okay. you know what? People just want to, even the, I mean, to be fair, thoughtless tweet that she sent out about the horrific George Floyd thing where she said, you know, if I were there, I would have stopped it, which obviously was just not a smart thing to say. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not defending what she wrote, but it's one of those things where when people are coming for Cher for tweeting that, I'm like, why don't you come for fucking Ted Cruz or the actual racists or the cops or whoever that are actually killing people instead of Cher who's like on your side. She's an old woman. She said something a little dumb. yeah. But then she had to release a whole apology. I'm going, people, she didn't mean it. Like everybody is, I can't explain it. This apology culture that we're in now I think is important in some senses, but also... I believe is turning. share is not the enemy. share isn't the enemy. I think we're turning yeah. liberal people into conservatives who are just like yeah. over this shit.
3: Yeah. And I think that you have, like you said, you have to remember that share comes from a different time. I mean, uh, let's be fair. I've seen many of her other tweets that don't make any sense they to me. They never make sense. Like, it's like a little emoji, a big C and like a little chicken. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck does that The <laughs> Zodiac but killer. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. But I, I could never be mad at share for that. And the fact that she apologized is You know, at least she did that. She's not walking around going, "It's not the case." But it is a little tricky, you know, because you're like, she really isn't the enemy, and why should anybody be mad at her? No. No.
0: But you're one of the few people who I feel as your persona. Because would you? I mean, it is a persona. You're. It's like a character. Would you say that you play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, how do you? It's an extension of me. An extension of you for sure. Go on.
3: Yeah, I don't think I don't take it seriously. I always say that, you know, it's the packaging to get away with murder. You know, it's what you do. And so, for instance, as a gay man, someone would go, oh, that fag's not funny. You put on a wig, they go, oh, my God, it's hysterical. It's like watching Drag Race and seeing RuPaul open her mouth and get excited when somebody does a split. You're like, really, bitch? How many seasons you've seen this shit? But she's like, oh, my God, it's turning the party. So it's that kind of a thing where you go, look, this is just the. The, the the monkey suit that i put on to dance at the zoo
0: that's really all that oh, i cannot wait to dance at the zoo i just get you uh, just brought nice? up i mean i'm s- i miss it I, you know how much i love the zoo i'll forget it
3: you know you know how hard it is as a monkey just at home throwing your poo at yourself it's really horrible i need the customers covered i need the
0: people there. head yeah. to toe um to toe. when men come in this apartment it's like when they jump into the lion's den you know when like men like harambe <laughs> wait, wait hold on a minute hold on a minute <laughs> Wait wait, men come into the can you apartment. Imagine. Wait, know, that's the so, funniest joke. You know what? You oh can wait, literally that drop down. down. And by the way, can I just Look. say that you aren't even in character? right now, So I can no. be pissed. Well, can I just say you need to write that one down?
3: That's a good. One. Put in a little Dewey's <laughs> Decimal book or a little case. It's been a minute. That's a good one. I, in this
0: apartment, um, the yeah. last time, well, fall. That's not too bad. Fall. Yeah, that's not, not bad. too bad. Wait, can I? Say? But you've been. You were. I was traveling, so see, you can't even. Okay, yeah, I know. Okay. Thank you. That's yeah. a bit of a loophole, by the way. Bit of a loophole when I say fall. Let me. I am a slut. Let me say something to you. Yes. Do you think, though, because you play a character, that you're able Uh to get away with more because it's like, you know, because I think actually most comedians are playing a character. Like, when I'm on stage, it is authentically me, but it's a performance version of me. It's not, you know, uh, it's not the me you're going to get on a date or whatever, you know, obviously. So, but, you know, and thankfully, I mean, I'm not like a you know, a insult comic or anything like that. But, yeah. you know, I do believe that when comedians say things just as themselves, it's, oh, you're a racist, you're this, you're that, you're this. But you as yeah. a drag queen, because you're in like a different persona, do you think you're more protected?
3: Um, Yes and no. I think it, everything is heightened. You know, when you ask an actor the same question, you know, when they're at home, do they walk around reciting all this bullshit? Yeah. But I think it. I think it's also in the moment, there it is. Now, if you go out there and you talk about serious things that are not funny, then they go, we pay for a comedy show. But for me in general, I'm the biggest joke there is. I mean, I am I'm a 45-year-old man in a wig who is not looking glamorous. It's it. That's the beginning of the joke. Um, so I don't take myself seriously. Right. But I think now in the world we live in with, you know, I don't even want to say cancel culture. Mm. I just mean, I would call it people that are just fucking bored. That's just what people are doing now. And I think um, you're not going to like something. There's lots of things I don't like, but I don't spend my day going, let me type this about her. Let me type that about her. It's just not in me because I'm old and I don't care. But I think there is something about young people going this offends me well you know what happens to people that get offended they die so it's fine you can be offended live your life and it just doesn't affect me on that level because girl it's not that serious it's it's a joke you know i i I never understood that side of it where you're not going to be the people pleaser and if you think for one minute that everybody's going to like you you're fucked Absolutely. I just assume everybody hates me. It makes it so much easier. If you just go, they all hate me. It's fine.
0: And and actually, when someone has that, like an Ellen, and then it's revealed that she's like one yes. of the worst ever. Well, well let's talk about Ellen. Well. I mean, but let's yeah.
3: but let's ask this question: If someone said to you that Ellen was a bitch, being in being in show business, would
0: you be surprised? Well, I know for a fact she is, and so no. That's what I I mean. Am I ever going to work again? Yeah, so... Do I even work now? I guess these are the questions (laughs) I'm asking myself. But Do I work? (laughs) Hold on. Am I ever going to work? Period. But But yeah, no, we know that she's a... We know most people are. Like most... That level, you just don't get there unless you have a... I, Bloodthirsty streak. Exactly
3: what I just told somebody the yep. other day. If someone came up to me and said that they thought Oprah was a bitch, I'd go, okay, not in a bad way. I would go, of course, because she's she's strong minded. She gets it. She's gonna piss people off. She's aware of what's going on. You know, she's not playing games. Yeah, that's right. I'm not saying I don't think bitch is a bad thing. I just think when you say a horrible person, it's different. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, uh, Julie Andrews. Of course, I would believe it in a minute. <gasps> is she you can't be horrible? sweet. But no, I'm just saying, if they did, you can't be <laughs> sweet all the time. God, that's a lot of work. Dolly Parton? Absolutely not. Dolly Parton? Mm, mm. I think Dolly Parton's too smart to be a bitch.
0: I love Dolly. I'm not a huge... Yeah, I do too. Uh, but you know what's funny? I am I like Dolly, but I'm not... Uh, I had friends who wanted to go to a bachelorette party at Dollyland, whatever it's called. Dollywood. 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 I, I, <laughs> Dolly Park? I, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Look. And, <laughs> The fuck is it called anyway? Dollywood, obviously, <laughs> Do- Dolly yeah. Land. This is why I'll Dolly never Land. make it. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> now you get it. Um, <laughs> now she hates and, it. <laughs> I would hate that so much. But at Dollywood, you're not going to get the vaccine because Dolly made the vaccine. Babe, I'm already you know two that. shots in, honey. So let's not even go there. She, oh, this, oh, So you get her
3: vaccine, and now you're mad at Dolly. Mm.
0: <laughs> not rude. mad at her. I just, my, I was like, I'm not going to spend thousands to go to Tennessee to ride on a wig-themed roller coaster. So other people might want to it's not for me I already have yeah, big I old gotcha. tits I don't need to like worship her big tits I can literally drop trout and like look in the mirror and be like okay you know what I mean so you're
3: good you're good yeah. I'm
0: so good I wore my most look how deep cut this top is for you I that really put great. them out Your there tits look lovely. they're massive right now um I'm so mm-hmm. desperate Bianca <laughs> Yeah.
3: well I already knew that but oh how, how what level are we on now are we on eight are we on six where out are, we? Ten? are we on one to ten
0: yeah I'm on a, uh, a healthy seven, yeah, because I feel good about myself. Um, yeah. So I'm not in the, you know, when you feel bad about yourself and you want to go out and do things like that, I think that's can can be unhealthy. I actually am in a mm-hmm. good place. I'm just like itching, you know, I'm itchy. I, I just need yeah. to. I'm like my skin is well, crawling. I think-
3: well, I think the world is at that point where we're all just kind of like this anticipation of what's to come. It's like, are we there yet? Are we almost there yet? How are we doing in Australia? How are we doing in New Zealand? Oh, they're having a fucking blast, aren't they? But then it's like the UK, we're teetering on some sense of normality that you're just hoping that we can just get out and function again. But then when you get out, like I've gone to the grocery or going to the store and I see people with no mask oh. and I think, are we there yet? Are we there? Like, where are we? Now this makes me want to stay home. So it is that weird balance of like, I don't know what's going on with the world. I just want to go, poop and then we'll be back to
0: normal. Aren't you happy, though, that we're beating the French? I mean, honestly, it's the one thing that gets me out of bed in the morning, that we're doing better than well, France. I,
3: well, that is good, yeah. but I'm mad at Australia, those fuckers. I mean, look at them. I mean, a friend of mine sent me a video— of her in a G-string dancing in a club to Lady Gaga's Chromatica song while eating Chromatica cookie. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck you. (laughs) That, to me, is rotted. That's just throwing it in my face. And first of all, what I enjoyed most is that she's gained a couple pounds and shouldn't have been in that G-string. But you know what? Live your life. It's Australia. Oh, by
0: the way, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think weight matters anymore. I actually think we have gotten to a point where... I'm oh. I'm telling you that um, I'm starting a new podcast called Forest Gunt, and it's about <laughs> me. It's just about me slowly massaging. It's like ASMR of me massaging my gunt on the on the mic. I am Forest. <laughs> <Gunt>. <laughs> I'm telling
3: you. I would love to see your woodsy area.
0: Oh, God. you don't even want to know what Jenny's house looks like. I'm th- constantly throwing rocks at it. Dear God, make me a bud. Anyway, <laughs> fucking movie um yes but the, as though Australia didn't already have everything over us the best looking people uh-huh. I they uh-huh. don't even appreciate intellect which what I would give to not care to be stupid do you know what I mean like to be hot and kind of uh-huh. dumb and be happy that is the um epitome of success in my mind and I feel like everyone there is just not that everyone's dumb but they're all hot unless they look yeah, like they koalas are. there's a there's I always say that Ooh. they look like the animal that lives there a little bit a lot of koala it faces yeah
3: I do enjoy visiting there and I've had a I've had a lovely time there and in New Zealand. And but I have to give them street cred, but they went ahead and did it properly. Right. It was like pandemic, shutting down the world, literally locked in your house for months. Don't go out, police are gonna come get you, and here we are in America. We have rights. We need a gun. Our president says it's okay. And this is what happens. At least they contained it and did it right. So right. it's kind of great that they're successful. I mean, obviously for the people of Australia, but in my heart, I'm like, God damn it, America. Oh, you were this close.
0: i know but we're getting there i'm telling you i read something well let me say this in the cities that i have lived in or have people in for the most part we are i agree that the gun culture part of america to me is not my america i know we all live in the same country but i Mm -hmm. can't accept that part of the country as the same as me. i don't know how else to put it i just like what i see happening which is privileged of me to be able to say that because think of the people who live in those areas who can't get out. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I realize right. that, but, um, like what's happening in Georgia right now makes me sick to my stomach. And, and that's kind of what I'm saying with people who are going after Cher and I get it. She made a mistake. There's no question. I'm not defending what she wrote, yeah. but I'm saying like, she's like an old legend. Her heart was in the right place. She said something stupid, go to Georgia and fight. Like, let's get together yeah. and really come after the people who kind of deserve this shit. But it seems like we're just not, no one cares. They just have energy. I think people have energy and time. Well, and,
3: It's truly, especially, I always say that anybody that anyone that they choose to put on a pedestal is what happens, you know? It's like like we were just discussing earlier with an Ellen situation and we wouldn't be shocked if we heard she was nasty. Okay, fine, whatever. But you put her on a pedestal, you know, especially gays. Gays, and speaking of the gay community, I must say that they love to put a bitch on a pedestal, everybody, and then they rip them down for everything they're worth because you're not the right kind of gay. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. I mean, they do it to everyone and it's kind of wild. So if you don't put them on the pedestal, you realize that they're just real people, you know? It's just a very rich, lesbian who is not fun i know many i know many (laughs) ellen's not special (laughs) i mean let's be real uh Uh so i think it is funny when you go oh well you're supposed to be like this and you're supposed to be like that sadly that's not the world we live in Mm. you know your idea of someone is not always who they really are
0: bianca are you single what's your story now that you've mocked my lifestyle yes um talk to me about your life
3: well, I mean, well, let's face it. It's, well, it, I used to say it was challenging because of work. You know, like I'm travel so much that I don't get to, you know, date or are seeing anyone. But then once work stopped, I realized, oh, I'm just an asshole who's ugly. So no. that's what's happened over the years. No, I am... Um, I don't like people. Um, people are not my, my thing. And I've also been preoccupied because I moved out to Palm Springs, where every gay person moves when they're about to die. And while I'm out here, it's just been, I've been setting up my house and dealing with that. And now that that's all kind of like settled, because I've had a long time, well, it actually seems longer because it took that long to get furniture out here. I know there's a pandemic, but I need a sofa, yeah. crate and barrel.
0: But- Ooh, did you buy a crate and barrel sofa? I have one too.
3: I did. I got a crate and barrel sofa, and I got something. uh, Article is another company that I like. Article is another one I've got some stuff from. But um, yeah, so uh, no, I haven't been dating or seeing anybody at all. I mean, you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. I know. I'm fearful of people coming to my house.
0: Well, that's it. I know. But I feel like risk reward because I. Wait a minute.
3: Are you asking me to go on a date? Is this what this is about? Is it's this a new you, episode of
0: Forrest Gunt. I, this isn't even I, Midnight I, Snack. This is Forrest Gunt, where I, I try to find my gun to honey. That's what it
3: is. I am so excited. I'll be your pot of honey. I'll oh, be your pot of honey.
0: Yankees, that's so sweet. No, I'm curious because oh. I know you, I love your puppies. And it's funny, yes. Palm Springs to me is a funny place because I, when I lived in LA, I would visit here and there, and I always felt like, um... You know, Wilma Rubble when I went. Like uh-huh. I always got there. Yes. It's very Flintstony.
3: That it is, that it is. Well I, well, I lived in New York for many years and then I moved to New York after Drag Race just because it was easier to travel sure. and live my life and go everywhere I needed to go without the, you know, the weather, the elements like New York has. You know, I had been in New York too many times where there's snow and then all of a sudden I can't get to the gig and then shit gets crazy. So LA filled the void while I was traveling, but I didn't like LA or the people enough, you know? Right. And the sunshine was great. And then I came out to Palm Springs once and there was just something about it that clicked that I went, mm, I could live here. Next thing you know, I bought a house and that was that. So it just seemed to make sense. Um, They have their own airport, thankfully. Yes. Um, I do have to have a connection flight for a lot of other places that I go. But I say I'd rather spend an hour in the air than in traffic trying to get to LAX.
0: I I agree with that. I'm just thinking like as far as just even meeting anyone i f- well for me palm springs is it is full of a lot of older although i think it's gotten younger recently i have a friend who bought a house out there actually oh, yeah. but um every time i went it really felt very Bruce Valanci. Like a lot of just old, mm-hmm. lovely gays. They, yeah, very yeah. relaxed brunches, quiet brunches. You never heard mm-hmm. anybody. Very.
3: Well, you don't hear people chewing. There's no teeth. There. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> low, low, such That's an idiot. Thing. I mean, you're not going to hear them chewing because everything goes in a blender. Everything is pureed
0: here. <laughs> right it's into like, the tube. Here. <gasps> Remember that yes. intervention where that girl was like anorexic and then they had a tube into her tummy. Remember this? <gasps> No, tell me about her. My God, it was awful. We'll talk about it later. I just thought about it, and I'm thinking, even if I had a tube connected to me, I would figure out a way to get a Crunchwrap Supreme in there. That's how fucked up I am, ain't that? uh, In a minute, like I have. Of course. Anyway, I'm gonna get shit now about mentioning the tube. I already know people are gonna be like, you know, you shouldn't talk about the tube. I'm gonna get DMs. I guarantee it. I'm not mocking the tube. Just saying it's a thing people have.
3: No, and also, let's be real. When when stuff goes... Like, when I watch things on television, and I recently fell in love with this new show, which is the Thousand Pound Sisters I've been watching. Oh, I, it blows my mind. I'm fascinated just by, first of all, this is your story. It's a side of the world that I have not seen. And I'm blown away by the story, what's going on. And then to find out, she's got a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Really? And I'm going, this is amazing. Yeah, because I was feeling like, oh, this must be difficult. This must be challenging. And it is... But honey, she's knocking boots with two different people. So I'm like, this is wild. I used to
0: have a joke that I had to stop telling. So I'm going to tell it now. But everyone know that this is I don't tell this joke anymore going. So so I don't even remember exactly what it was. It was something like uh, how I was trying to lose weight to get a boyfriend. But then I watched my 600 pound life and they're literally all married. And I thought, like, maybe I should just get much, much fatter. (laughs) Like maybe now, just well, a, see it I, wasn't. It was funnier the way I initially had it, but the idea being, no, maybe I'm literally too thin. Like maybe I need to no, gain a few hundred. It is. It, it's it's it's
3: in a fascinating world, yeah. and I go, okay, I'm not the only one thinking this as I watch this because it's you know it's produced and it's put on television. So I don't feel sorry for people that are making money off of this. You're making money, living your life, and you've got two people fucking you. Good. Luck, Wait, is bitch. it only like one that's...
0: of the sisters has it? And then what about the other one? Well, no, bitch, the other sister is married. So what? one is
3: married. And the other one has got a man and a, a, a woman that she met online. Now everybody like, deserves love. You.
0: Everybody deserves love, of course. Uh, well, first of all, I found that when I watched my six hundred pound life, I was steadily gaining about four pounds a week. I would watch it, really, yes, because yeah. I would go to like the Cheesecake Factory and be like, I eat like a bird. Like I'd have a whole trough yeah. of food yeah, yeah. and be like, I'm so thin because I would forget yes. what normal portions look like. But um, of course, but these girls, I do you think the TLC has any responsibility because? Here's the thing. If they really lose weight they're not going to have a show mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, season it's Season by of, season. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you wouldn't last that many seasons if you continued. Which is where I say, you know, I think just having some knowledge of, you know, reality television yeah. or being anywhere near it, the process is not like, oh, you're 600 pounds, we're coming to film you. No, there are so many steps involved and when these people consciously chose and they're choosing to tell their story. Some of it might be a little overproduced when there's music and crying and confessionals and this and this dramatic moment. So I know that it's not- Real, but it's real. Does that make sense? Well, they're that big. I can't be. I mean, that it's yeah, yeah, yeah. not like a that's nutty fair.
0: professor, you know. But when but... it
3: gets to when it gets to the health stuff, it is pretty yeah. fascinating. But you're choosing to share the story on television, so you know it's not like you can walk away and go, "Oh, I can't talk about it or have an opinion." It's on television. You put it out there. It, it's you know it's there for commentary. No,
0: I agree with that. I just I can't watch those thousand pound sisters. I know people love them, but I feel I. I, it's just like how I can't watch Hoarders. There are just certain shows <gasps> where I, can't, I had to no. stop watching Hoarders. I had to. No. I had to. Why? It made me feel like Newt in Aliens. Like it made me feel mm-hmm. like a little dust covered child who I uh-huh. felt filthy, dirty. I felt disgusting after watching it. I couldn't deal with it. It makes really? me nauseous. Yeah. I- I get blown away
3: by this is the reality. Like, how do you... Like, okay, look, we've all had that day where you're not picking things up, oh, especially during messy. this whole year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was. that's why I'm mentioning <gasps> it. But when you're watching how the you? show and you see <laughs> layers of stuff and you're like, okay, that's a weekend. Great. Now we're going into a week and you haven't picked up that trash. Then we're going into two weeks and now it's six years later when is it enough? You know, it's not so much the people that don't pick up. I'm fascinated by the people that shop, bring in stuff, throw it against the wall and let it that be. Would be I'm me. Like, that would And I'm like, that's wild to me. Because you're bringing more shit in yeah. and not doing anything. If you're just a lazy pig and don't want to clean up, oh, I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing. But when it comes to let me buy something for the thrill of buying something that means nothing to me, then throwing it into the corner and then... Having a conniption fit when they try to throw it out. No,
0: I'm, uh, I just like to shop. I get the um, thrill of like, for me, it's like the bargain, not um, garage uh-huh. sale bargains, but like, you know, markdown okay. item, things like that, new stuff. Yeah. But my, I also am like... Uh, uh, an obsessive cleaner outer. Like I, I have right now in my yeah. room, Ikea bags that I have to take down to donate. Like I always have shit that I'm getting rid it. of. It's my, it's my job. My job other than being a host is taking things, mm-hmm. returning stuff at TJ Maxx, going uh-huh. to Costco. Like I have turned it. It's, it's a sickness for sure. I'm definitely not 100% normal wet.
3: Are you a TJ Maxx girl? Yeah I'm not a TJ I don't. I can't do the TJ Maxx And in the UK It's TK Maxx I know I don't I don't like the 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 sale Aspect Of it I, I don't know There's something about it. It's too in between I like a dollar store Or I like You know Barneys. A fancy yeah. store Yeah I, I don't like the in between I can't
0: do a dollar store Um, I just am always I, I'm just I'm always convinced Things are full of lead uh, It's just who I am oh. It's just oh, Sorry It's just who I am <laughs> My brain. <laughs> my brain goes to lead. But that's great for you yeah. if you like that. Yeah, um I do. I like you know what's funny is i r- the stuff that I buy TGMX, because I like nice things. I love a Nordstrom rack as an example, because Nordstrom Rack actually Ugh. does get good stuff. You don't like? For men it's size.
3: They don't have my shoe what size. What shoe and size are you? Stuff is boring. I'm a twelve in women's so they have twelves at Nordstrom a Rack a lot. Yeah, but if, but you can't a twelve with drag queen feet. You can't have a strappy oh, shoe. Right. My two, my toes look like Palm Springs. Talk about Flintstone. Uh, you don't need that to be in an open toe shoe. And they always have something strappy for a lady. And it's a little, little kind of heel. I need a platform. I need a I need a a, a hoof cover. That's what I need. <laughs> uh, it's that I need so like, cute. You know, I'm picturing yeah. a beautiful
0: horse in like the kinky boots. You know what I mean? Just like clomping yeah. in, so cute. That's what I need. But I I like the hunt, you know, like going out, finding the deal, but TJ Maxx, most of it is garbage. Like it's, I can go into a TJ Maxx in four minutes and walk out. Like I don't need to be there for an hour. It's okay. You know, I know sometimes you hit on some good things. Um, but I'm sick. But I will get rid of stuff. And going back to hoarders, though, the best hoarders episode. I feel like now I, I right. admit it. I have a nice house. I don't like look. I mean, I just haven't unpacked. That's it. I'm lazy. I haven't unpacked. Oh, hear you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I got you. You had a whole year. I had a sure, week. Sure. I had a week, and I haven't real, done it. Real busy.
0: <laughs> but um, what have you seen the last episode of hoarders? Because they may have come back oh, for god. a new season. Oh my god, you will shit. It's this woman. I think she's in North Carolina. Hey, Trace, can you double check that for me? Thank you. She has this mansion. Mansion. Uh-huh. She owned a fabric store. So there's all Ooh. these. It's the Swatch Emporium, the whole basement, but a massive, okay. gorgeous house. And she's obviously completely out of her fucking mind. And it's packed full of all the stuff from the design stuff. and But it's a hoarder, hoarder no. house. And no. she sold it to this gay couple, two men, who... No. um obviously for like a bargain. I mean, I'm talking, I think it's the biggest house in North Carolina, something crazy for nothing because they had to gut renovate the entire fucking inside. And they said, look, we'll give you a month. They were so lovely. These guys, they said, we'll give you a month or two to clear it all out. Do it. Bianca, she never did. And it was like them going, they were like, we were being nice. Now we have to send, now we're done. Now we have to send professionals in and the fight. It is one of the best episodes of TV Eh. Burr.
3: I need to look you need to send me the information because I want to look this up because see that's see that I could understand you know being in the costume business myself yeah. is that if you accumulated a bunch of stuff I could see how that can be addictive if it's like oh I'm in the industry I might think I might use it I think I could you know it might benefit me I don't understand people that go to the thrift store and buy a teddy bear and no, they no, just no. throw it in well, the corner that, uh, no, that no. to me is uh,
0: listen Look, do I have to go to Ross this week to return a four hundred and fifty dollar Adidas bathing suit that was thirty bucks? No. Yes, I have to, and I bought oh. it. I'm I, that's the sickness for me, but I'm going to return it. I'll get my money back. But I don't do thrift no. stuff. Um, Tracy said it's the Julian Price Hillside Mansion, built in 1922. Uh, the episode came out in 2017. A nine thousand square foot house in Greensboro, oh. uh, North Carolina. <laughs> Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. and I think they paid under a million for this massive house. It's a crazy episode. Bianca, wow. we got to go to break. But will you please okay. stay for part two? We'll be back Thursday. Yes. We have part two. Bianca Del Rio, if you haven't already subscribed to the Bianca Del Rio podcast, um, some of the funniest guests with the funniest absolute person. Nobody makes me laugh more than you. You can insult me. You can literally crush me mentally. And I would say thank you. In in my little Jenny, my little Jenny shack. Uh, Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away. We'll see Thursday. Bye guys.
2: Forever, dog. This has been a Forever Dog production.
3: Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com/plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at forever dog team to keep up with all the latest forever dog news.
2: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
1: Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
0: And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Call M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.